Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses, so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Life Listen Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. 
Hey guys, on this episode, we'll be talking with Liz Bohannon of Seiko Designs, who I believe is single-handedly bringing back the caftan. Well, which- I'm, I'm in full support and I'm ready to help. Oh yeah, caftan revolution, here we go. <laughs> but we aren't just talking about caftans, we'll be talking about a mom guilt, which mm-hmm. is a huge issue, right? I mean, it that's, is. that's like a big buzzword, mom guilt. And Liz has a lot of great things to say about that. So we'll be chatting her up on that. Well, and she's also an amazing entrepreneur who has figured out a way to, to pair helping people in Africa with fashion in the US. It's actually a really cool story. Um, but before we get there, Sarah, we haven't talked about your remodel in a little bit. How is everything going? <laughs> Well, I guess we both could talk about remodeling, right? I know. We're both in the thick of it. We are in the thick of it. Well, um, we bought our home last September um, and, you know, we're we're still remodeling. We thought we were going to be in it by now, but of course, as you know, things Mm -hmm. always come up. None of of the stuff you actually care about, none of the stuff you're like excited about remodeling or renovating. It's always just like, oh, we have water in the basement or, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So... We are getting really close. We are trying desperately to get into the house before um, the school year is out. So, because, you know, I told you that we have a pool, which is new for us, and we'd like to be able to utilize that the summer. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be nice. Um, But it's just, it's crazy. You know how it goes. It's just every time I go over there, it's like so many people doing things. My husband, thankfully, is an interior designer. So that's incredibly helpful and it's his passion. And so I have to say that, you know, he's taking almost all of the brunt of everything, but it's been really hard on us as a family because he has, you know, tons of client projects, but he's also overseeing our home renovation, which means we just really don't see him. He's got to be so busy. <laughs> oh, he, I, the, the man, you know, we, he usually gets home around eight or eight 30 at night. You know, he wakes up at four 30 in the morning. Um, and when I say wake up, that's just when he gets out of bed. I really don't think he's sleeping much. He's just, he's under so much stress. And, um, so really the biggest reason I want to get into the house is that that will be off of his plate totally, and he can maybe take a breath. Um, I think it's unfair for me to even bitch about the renovation, honestly, because he is doing so much and we are so, so thankful for all that he does, but it is taking him down. <laughs> Sadly. I cannot even imagine, but I can't wait to see the the final result. We should link up to some of Dustin's work on selfiepodcast.com just for the folks at home who are curious about, you know, your designer husband, because he's so talented. Oh, he is super talented and he just has such a great eye. In fact, our, our recent home that um, we're living in now was just in Domino, which will, um, I'll link up yeah. to that as well on selfie too, which is just really a testament of him. People are always like, oh my gosh, your house is so lovely. I'm, a, I'm like, thanks. I just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just cook my Trader Joe's meals in it. <laughs> <laughs> does everything. But you, you well, know. I was asking, oh, I was asking Dustin for paint advice just this morning. Just this morning. Kristen Dustin, and I are getting white, ready. To, what white yeah. do I use? I call him on speakerphone. I'm like, tell Kristen which white to use. But I think that you can probably relate to what Dustin's going through. Tell everybody about, I mean, you're basically G, general contractor of your house. Well, yes, I have, I have taken over that role <laughs> of oh, my gosh. house. 
Um, and it's, as you said, it's taking longer than I thought. And I had like, I had said yes to a number of house guests, um, before when I thought that it would be done by now. So I have my brother-in-law staying with me because he's doing the exterior stucco. Um, he came out here to do the stucco and has been here for a few months. Oh, so <laughs> how's that going? It's going very slow. It's interesting. Um, he was in an RV in front of my house for a while, which I think the neighbors were super excited about. Oh, the RV's um, gone? Is the RV gone? The RV's gone. So he's in the house. Then, uh, oh, Sarah, oh. just wait. Oh, I then didn't know this. My, you know, my nephew, Austin, who I'm very close to, yes. his boyfriend is in town for two weeks doing Book of Mormon. He's an actor. Oh, He's staying awesome. with me. <gasps> I did not know this. And then Austin came and stayed for a week. So I had three extra adults in my teeny tiny house oh, for gosh. the last week. Yeah, it's a it is a it is a full house over here. It's a zoo. It is. Well, I do have to say, when I saw you a couple of months back, and I was walking into the home, I, I was very curious about the RV that was sitting out in the front. Yes, I'm like, I'm like what exactly? Well, is that happening was his there? home. But now he's and then in the city the said home. you can't keep an RV here anymore. Oh, they did. So, yeah. So oh. now he's. Yeah. So how is, how is that? That's got to be. It's just musical beds. It's musical beds. Karis's room is basically my room. Yeah. It's, it's a zoo, but you know what? We are rounding the corner. We're getting drywall installed this week. Yay. So it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Oh gosh. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm almost just as excited for you as I am, Dustin, because I just know how much you've been through and I just I just want you to be able to sit down for five <laughs> minutes and just take yeah. a breath and be in a house that is quiet. Finished. You I know? know. I know. I just want to be alone in my house. Well, I, you know what? <laughs> Which I, it's, it's been, it's been a little um, strapping for us, but that was one of the deals that I said when we bought this house. I'm like, I'm not going to live in this house while it's under renovation. Now, of course, it was we like yeah. we took it down to the studs essentially, so there was yeah. really no way to actually live in it. But um I just I, I have too much like I'm first of all I'm introverted and I not only am I introverted, but I need quiet. I don't do well I in know. noisy, overstimulating. And I know you're the same. And I know we've yep. talked before, even when we're doing pot, we're doing these podcasts and I can hear the hammering and the jackhammer in the background. I know. Just that noise alone is very jarring for people that are highly sensitive and overly yes. you know, sensitive, sensitized to these kind of things. So yeah, I oh, commend I you. You're almost done, girl. Oh, almost there. And I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. I get my quality of life back. It's been funny doing this like self-care podcast as I'm in the midst of just like, I have no self-care because I'm never alone. I have people in and out of my house all the time. I'm like barely hanging on. <laughs> I know, you're like, so yeah, let's talk about self-care. Yeah. Are totally. You, like, are you doing your walks not? anymore? I haven't in a while because, you know, it's like if I'm not working, I feel like I should be doing something on the house because th- that's the thing. Me as general contractor means it's like, well, should I hire someone to paint the living room? No, I should just do it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So I'm always doing something on the house. So when do you think, what's your target date? When do you think it's going to be finished and you're going to have your nice, quiet house without 13 house guests? I'm hoping by June. Oh, good. 
Oh, you're yeah. almost there. You were so yeah, close. I'm there. Okay, yeah, good. So Us too. We're hoping, hoping for summer. like late May. So together yeah. we can celebrate. Yeah. We're going to have a celebratory selfie podcast and we're just going to basically drink the whole time and not talk mm-hmm. about anything interesting. Just kind of. Yeah. And then we'll post pictures. Well, of course. And then we'll do a Facebook Live again. Another one. Yes. Drunk. <laughs> so when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones. And they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines 
decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. Okay. All right. So let, let's, let's talk to Liz. Okay. So we are here in Palm Springs and we are chatting with Liz Bohannon and she is the founder of Seiko Designs. Tell us a little bit about this company because it's got a really cool vibe. Well, thank you. Seiko is an ethical fashion brand. Mm-hmm. So we started in East Africa to create jobs for some of the brightest, most ambitious young women in the country. Mm -hmm. So they come and work for us during their gap year in between high school and university. Mm -hmm. They earn a salary that 50% of it actually gets automatically deposited into a savings account that they're not allowed to access until they go to university. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of their nine months in our work-study program, we'll match what's in that savings account with 100% scholarship towards college. And then they go on and become leaders of their country. So they help us make beautiful apparel and Mm -hmm. premium leather goods and footwear. And then we sell and distribute all over, mainly in the U.S., Mm -hmm. through a network of impact entrepreneurs here in the States. So for for the retail side of things, essentially women in their community who host events and utilize their online social media platforms to earn a great income and run and grow and scale their own impact enterprises, which is pretty I fun. Yeah. I am a longtime fan Yay. of the company, um, a longtime purse wearer. Good, good. <laughs> um, and so I love what you guys do because it obviously has, you know, an amazing impact on, on people, but let's just talk materialistically. Mm, let's do it. Because you have super cute stuff. Thank also. you. So it's like... I appreciate it. Here's know, the thing. It, I mean, it, it's there's a social good that's all amazing, but it's like you guys really want to go And honestly, out. it... That I love hearing that. It's so, like, I never, ever, ever... Our mission is... In, I think it's incredible. It's like there are very few ways that you can make such a tangible impact, not just in the life of a woman in the bottom billion, but, like, a woman who then is going to go on yeah. to create policy and to be a college professor and to really create kind of top-down mm-hmm. change as well. So I'm a huge fan of our mission. However, I never want someone to buy our products for our mission alone. It's like I want you to buy it because it's beautiful and it's, uh, you know, competitive from a price standpoint for a handmade leather good Mm -hmm. or it's made out of a beautiful material. You feel fabulous in it. Um, I never, ever want people to buy our products out of a sense of charity, but rather like I love this product and oh my gosh, I'm a part of this woman's story halfway across the world who's like a complete badass and she's going to go on and make great change icing on the cake. So I appreciate your materialistic love. Well, I think I told you the story last year, but I get together with a group of girlfriends um, at the beginning of the year. There's five of us. And last year, 
Three of us showed up with the same psycho bag. <laughs> I love it. That makes me so happy. I actually think I maybe remember seeing an Instagram photo of all of you together and seeing in yep. the corners yep. bags nice. that were uh, accumulating. Wait a minute. Wait a so that makes me really happy. I love it. Well, you guys do awesome sandals, awesome leather bags, and then you re- recently branched out into something that Sarah and I are very excited <laughs> like, I'm about. Here, like, I'm just chomping at the bit. All right, why don't you talk about it, Sarah? <laughs> I'm so excited because you've launched a line of Caftans. Amen. And which I love and I wear all the time around my house mm-hmm. in the summer, around the pool. And I, I well, think do we need to explain what captains are? People, people don't know. Okay, well, let's just, just, just in case. It is such a shame. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. We're changing that. This is going to be a revolution. That yes. The captain. The captain campaign. Yeah. I am yeah. on a mission to replace athleisure with the caftan. And I am right behind there you. There is nothing like, that is as easy mm-hmm. and comfortable, but yet there's like an old school glam to the caftan. It's actually weird. It's sitting here in Palm Springs, and it is very Palm Springs. It's like... It's the house dress with flair. It's it is, yeah. but it, it truly does transition. I was telling you, I wore mine. I spoke at like a fancy gala in Dallas this weekend, wore this exact thing with heels and jewelry and the whole deal, and then in Palm Springs, around the pool, throw some sandals on. It's totally. seriously a magical garment. Yeah. It is. It really is. It is. And hers it are so super chic. cute. Yes. So how She's many wearing different, one right now. Yeah. How many different... Um, every season, we just do two or three two or new three. patterns. Yep, okay, and then patterns. it's only available for the season. And as as soon as it sells mm-hmm. out, it's sold out forever. We have this amazing, super bright kind of tropical palm one that's happening this season that that's I wore why. yesterday. I don't know if I saw you yesterday. I've worn a caftan every day for the last five days. I'm not kidding. I've been on the road for a week, and I packed four caftans. Well, it's so comfortable. So it's basically like a a giant billowy dress. Yes. Right. Um, but I've seen you wear it with a with a um, belt, which is super cute. I actually, yeah, and I don't prefer to belt mine. No. Some people do. Yeah. Right. I really like the Just like the art teacher glam seventies yeah. vibe. Boho vibe. Exactly. It's That's my so favorite. Boho. Yeah. But if you belt it, it gives it just a little bit more of like a tr- kind of like the dress that you're wearing. Yeah. It makes it look yeah. more like that. Yeah. yeah. So it really again the versatility. You know, I just I'm a fan of this because you know I mean. I know this is not a very body positive thing to say, but not all of us should be wearing yoga pants all the time. Mm, that is, and a lot of you guys yeah. are wearing them, and we can see your underwear. All the things. You think we can, and we then can you bend over, and we can see. I can yeah. see it when you're just standing in line. I know. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's just nice. It's nice to be like, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go to the grocery store, and then the hope of ending up in an environment where you're really glad you look a little bit more glamorous. Totally. You know, it's True. like an optimism. Yeah. Thing. And we've talked before, Kristen and I, about the day dress. Just how well, it can be, we can wake up and literally roll out of bed and look like crap, but throw a dress on, you go out and everyone's like, where are you going? You look Totally. Amazing. And the thing is, when you're packing or just outfit planning, you don't plan. It's literally yeah, like, one, my closet is done. hilarious. It's like, you know, um... The Doug Funny cartoon from like the 90s, he opens his closet and it's just like all sweater vests. Mine is literally like you open my closet and it's just straight caftans. But it's so, you just pull it off. Okay, actually what started it, and it's kind of fun, full circle. Never said this out loud before actually. Here we go. I was in living in Uganda Uh in 2009. (laughs) How do you say that? 2009. Wow. It's been a long week, And I was rummaging through the like secondhand markets, which are 
everywhere. By the way, if you think Africa needs your T-shirts or clothes, they don't. They have plenty. Um, and But I found this, like, amazing straight-up muumuu. And it was royal blue, and it had this giant tiger on the front of it. And I was like, this is epic. And I kind of got it a little bit as, like, a joke. And then I wore it yeah. nonstop. And it's one of those things. And then it things, became not ironic. It, then it came not <laughs> ironic. And I loved it. I actually came back home to the U.S. I was here for a couple days when my uh, then husband was surprised proposing to me. And I didn't know that. And I was on a girl's trip. Long story short, I would not take this thing off. And, oh, I love it. And my roommates were like, maybe you should change. Like, maybe you should get your nails done. I'm like, no. no. I'm a whole new woman. I wear caftans now. <laughs> anyway, it's been fun that because happens. six years later, now I've actually yeah. gotten to formalize my love. And I, I did read an article the other day that said the caftan is on the way to oh. replacing athleisure. We're on the I front hope. end of I something. I am on that train. And it's like anything else. If you wear it, bright lipstick, yes. mm-hmm. a cool accessory, people, mm-hmm. it's just you got to kind of be bold. And then people mm-hmm. people stop me all of the time oh, sure. when I'm wearing these more than any yeah. other outfit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like you kind of just have to own it. And yeah. you're like, I'm that person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I support. I am all about the day dress and the caftan is the new iteration. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. I'm excited to... Yeah. So we're we will link that guys join to the all of on selfiepodcast.com. We're gonna share all the photos. So you Great. can see these lovely and links to buy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so Liz, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, you know, I follow you on Instagram and you are also a busy mom, working mom, and you recently took a trip back to Uganda. Yeah. And yeah. you wrote something as you were coming home about, you know, just kind of that that feeling of, you know, being getting away, getting mm-hmm. away from your family mm-hmm. and maybe even kind of reuniting with your old self. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I've been a mom now. My son is 20 months old. Mm-hmm. So And adorable. Oh, thanks. I know I'm biased, but he's very mm-hmm. cute. Um, and I, it's been a fascinating almost two-year journey. And I have come to the conclusion that there is a nefarious mom guilt propaganda machine that exists out there that is just like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy y'all when I got pregnant the amount of people that told me get ready like Mm -hmm. from now for the next 18 years you're gonna feel guilty what am I gonna feel guilty about what am I doing to my kid that I should feel guilty about something well you right right you're gonna feel bad when you're working you're gonna feel bad that you're not with your kid Mm -hmm. when you're with your kid you're gonna feel stressed out that you're not working it's just it's you know it's lose lose and just get ready just get ready to live under a cloud of guilt and I remember being like oh gosh like is this this is just an inevitable thing I guess that women experience and then I had a baby went back to work at maybe three you know when he was like three months old travel quite a bit domestically, travel Mm -hmm. internationally. I left um, him internationally for the first time when he was like 10 months old. I was still breastfeeding at the time. And that's fun. I've done that. Yeah. Pumped for two weeks. What was I thinking? My electric pump blew night one, but don't worry. I'm smart. I have a backup hand pump, which sucks anyway. That broke. Y'all, by the end of the trip, I am literally, I'm leading a trip of 12 of our Seiko fellows, which are the women that sell the product. And a lot of them, this is their first time in, you know, in Africa and we're having this great experience. I'm like, literally like, hang on guys in the bush, like on the side of the road, like hand expressing my breast milk into the Nile. My boobs were like black and blue by the end of it. Anyway, I probably wouldn't do that part again. Um, But I I felt so many big emotions about leaving him. And I realized that not a single one of them was guilt. Hmm. And I just wonder how often women assume they're like, I feel a negative emotion. 
Maybe that's sadness. Maybe that's mm-hmm. longing. Maybe that's like, yeah. I'm going to miss my kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, or maybe it's anxiety about something yeah. going to happen when I'm gone. And I, there's mm-hmm. like just yeah. so, we're such complex emotional yeah. beings. And it's so sad to me that I feel like so many women have basically come down to like, I either feel great and I feel happy or I feel mom guilt. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, maybe I feel several different complex emotions mm-hmm. at once. And for me, that was, I feel so grateful to have a job that I feel so created for and that this is my purpose and this is my passion and I get to bring these 12 other women into this amazing experience and be back Mm -hmm. in this place where I just truly feel I'm so when people are like oh bless you for going to East Africa I'm like are you kidding it's where my spirit is just like alive it's like the wild west and we get to create and we get to try and we get to iterate and it's just like I feel so alive there and so to be back in that space after Mm -hmm. having gone through this journey of motherhood dreaming about bringing my son into that Mm -hmm. someday and that he has you know 60 aunties in Uganda who are already obsessed with him and that that's going to be a part of his global family and then also feeling so much anxiety Mm -hmm. about leaving him about what if something I did I, I I like did this like uh Oh, tapping. Tapping. I was like doing all All of these things leading up to the trip because I was so anxious about it. I was so Mm -hmm. sad about leaving him. And I just was like, well, I I can just be, I can be all of those things. And like being anxious and sad about leaving him does not detract an ounce from the fact that I'm like, this is what I was created for. So good. And I can go pursue this and be fully me and also like be fully a mom. mom. I love being a mom and I love my son. I also love my job and my yes. purpose kind of in the marketplace so and like good. it's just not let's just re, let's just say yeah they and go they, together they and they can go together or. yes yeah, and that like or. the guilt language even is like mm-hmm. i believe guilt is a very healthy emotion if you feel guilty mm-hmm. you should check yourself yeah. right. am i doing something wrong right. if so you should change your behavior mm-hmm. And stop feeling guilty, you right, know? Right, right. But it's like we've guilt is not a pre-existing mm-hmm. everlasting condition. Right. Like if you're failing yeah. ongoing, yeah. like you're either doing something wrong right. and you need to put your big girl panties on, mm-hmm. change your life, whatever mm-hmm. it is, or you need to say, like, I'm doing the, the best that I can for myself and my family, mm-hmm. and like boy bye yeah. on the mom guilt. <laughs> totally. And it's just oh, like it's amen. not like I've felt guilt, like I felt some guilt. When my five-month-old fell off the bed onto his head, I felt yeah. super guilty. Yeah. I was like, we, you dang know it. this happened to all of us. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I didn't us. know you could move. You were right. stationary this morning, right. and then you yeah. learned how well, to move, yeah. and you did that off of a bed. Because that's the yeah. only way a child can learn to roll over. Is, is when they are sitting on the edge of a bed. So that would be an example of, I was like, oh, man, kid. Oops. That was right. my bad. Yeah. That my was bad. my bad. My bad. You're five-month-old. Mm-hmm. I put you on the edge of the bed. Yeah. It didn't work out well modified my behavior. Yes. Yeah. Haven't done that again. You know, so it's right. like that's guilt. Right. Not like a lifestyle not like existential right. Yeah. Start. Yeah, yeah. no. So I, anyway. Let's take us on the road. Let's take us yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> I but seriously. And we'll all wear caftan. Yes, all you are. Yes. This, this is my dream come I'm, true. I'm here. The pro caftan anti mom guilt thing. tour. We just have to we have to create space <laughs> yeah. and permission for women like us and even women that are full-time stay-at-home moms still yes. live in this like oh, totally we just have to say who were you created to be and mm-hmm. if you were on the path to becoming more of that let's celebrate yeah. that and yeah. and if you last thought if you are not going to say that about a man like no right. such thing as daddy guilt there isn't well, I, I speak know. on these panels and y'all I have gotten 
fierce about this. You know, business panels, I'll be one of five or six guys, you know, starting, you know, startups or entrepreneurs. And when I get the work-life balance question, mm-hmm. yeah. immediately, like I'd, I'd, I'd love to defer to my male colleagues. Yeah, I'd love really to know how you, you, Jonathan, yeah. deal with work-life balance, yeah. Yeah. you know, hey, and bro, just who like your kids when you went on your trip. Yeah. So I anyway, I tell aspiring, I mean, it, it's just, if you're not going to ask a man about it, like mm-hmm. don't ask a woman about it or vice versa. Maybe it would actually be healthier for us to start asking men yeah. that more, right? Because yeah, it's I like, think I think work-life, yeah. I am not someone who's like, I'm like, career, career. I don't care about my family. Oh, I'm very like, I've got pretty big and really intentional dreams about my family life and what yeah. I want for them and our family culture. And I see my family as a startup in some ways of right. like, what are we yeah. about? What's our value? And what's our mission statement? And how yeah. are we, you know, how are we evolving in that way in the same way that I think about my business? And so I think they're both really important. Mm-hmm. But if it's important, it's as important for my husband right, yeah. as it is for me. And him as an entrepreneur and business owner should be just as concerned mm-hmm. and questioned about, like, yeah. his involvement. And luckily, I married a feminist, and that helps things a lot. Yeah. Yes. And he's, you know, has been at home with my son for the yeah. last week. And that's a completely normal thing yeah. in our it's world. And he was in Uganda yep. last month for two weeks. Yeah. And um, so, anyway. That's good. good Let's stuff. do the tour. I love it. We're well, on the track. Hashtag Van Mommy Guilt. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I love guys, both of you guys. Um, S-S-E-K-O.com. S-S-E-K-O designs. Designs.com. Yeah, check it out. Lots if you of forget that stuff. and you Google Uganda sandals, <laughs> there's not too many <laughs> of us. Know. That's the hack. Pro tip. Oh, that's that's the pro tip for how you can rabbit trail <laughs> back to us on the internet. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Liz. So I think we should talk a little bit more about mom guilt because this is an interesting topic. Um, let's take a quick break and talk about a sponsor and then we're going to talk, um, more about mom guilt. So we have a great sponsor this week. We certainly do. Um, this is another time saver guys. We're always looking for the time savers, but I, we really think you're going to enjoy this one. Um, I don't know if any of you all have heard of prep dish, but it's essentially a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. And what happens is when you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time, which is huge. It's huge. We actually talked about that very thing last week. Um, and what I love about this, because I completely fail at meal, at meal planning. It is really, really hard for me. And so all this takes is a couple of hours prepping the first week, and then you have all your meals ready for the whole week. It's a huge time saver. It saves on that, you know, 5 p.m. rush, and the meals are really good. And they also have choices of gluten-free options, dairy-free options, and even paleo meals. Which is so cool for me. I'm well, we, we both are gluten free actually, and I know you've yeah. done the whole thirty in the past. So being able to find delicious recipes that meet my dietary needs is so so great. They have this one. It's huge smoky paprika chicken legs and it's with a trio of roasted vegetables. I do, I do thighs instead, but it is so delicious and it's just so nice to be able to find recipes that I know are going to be compliant with what I'm doing Mm -hmm. at the time, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, anyone who's wanting to do, you know, a paleo or whole 30, this is a great option, but it's just a great option for anybody, especially, um, you know, if you struggle with meal planning. So the founder, Allison is giving our listeners a free two week trial to check it out. So you can go to prepdish.com slash selfie for this deal. Um, again, it's prepdish.com slash selfie for two weeks of prep dish for free. Okay. So back into the mom guilt. I have a, back I into the mom. I, I don't know. <laughs> let's, go right I, at, let's go into mom guilt. Let's talk about mom guilt. I just, I have to say, and I, I, maybe I am just the minority here. I have many feelings in regards to my children. I joy and happiness and sadness and longing and lots of anxiety. But I'm going to be honest, I don't feel super guilty. Like guilt is not an emotion I feel very often with my children. Is that weird? Really? No. Well, I don't think it's weird. I mean, I think it's probably more evolved because I don't think guilt is a super healthy emotion. Right. Did you have guilt with them when they were little kids, like when they were babies? Um, once again, I had lots of anxiety or I had worry about them. I had lots of complex emotions about my children, but I, I don't think guilt, I mean, I would feel guilty if I was traveling. I mean, that I would... But still at the same time, it'd be more like yeah. a sadness, a longing, like I miss them. But I, I guess mm-hmm. I, I don't feel super guilty because really what's the definition of guilt? I really don't even know. But it's, you know, usually it's if you're doing well, something it's like, wrong. It's shame. You're doing yeah. something wrong. Yeah. And I think it's very yeah, rare. I actually, I really struggle with guilt. I struggle okay. with it a lot and always have. Like when they were little, I would feel like, I would feel guilty guilty. Um, like I wasn't doing enough. Like I wasn't making their baby food homemade. I would feel and that made you feel around, guilty. Like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. It did. Um, always like, I always just have this sense that I'm not doing enough and it's yeah. always been, it's, it's been different in different seasons of life. Like right now I feel guilty that I don't like read with my kids every night, yes. you know, or, and I don't feel it all the time, but certain things will come up or I feel guilty that like, I don't really work on their homework with them. I just kind of like, okay, do your homework. Yeah. See, I, I think I'm just a horrible person. Cause I'm like, just do your homework. <laughs> well, but yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's horrible. I mean, because here's the thing. I, I think I can assess myself fairly honestly, and I am certainly not a perfect person, but I do think I'm a very good mom. Yes. And it's stupid that I would ever feel guilty because I am, I'm, I'm a good mom. I, I can say that confidently. I am a good mom. I, I do what's needed. I agree. I often put the kids before myself. Yes. Often to my own detriment. I mean, my self-care is in the crapper because I always put the kids first. Right. But then I still, to, to still feel guilty is obviously an issue with me and my own internal thought processes more than a reality. It like well, has to do with my codependency, you know? No, and I think that's true. And I think a lot of people relate to that. I think m- many, maybe most moms relate to what you're saying right now. And there, and I'm not saying there are never times that I feel guilty. I, I, I do have kind of a reoccurring guilt with my daughter who is 
extremely extroverted and Mm -hmm. I am not. I don't like walking up to people I don't know or barely know. I don't like making small talk. And I feel like there have definitely been times when I have kept her from doing something that she really wants to do because I don't want to have to be in that situation. Namely, playdates when she was younger. Mm. I mean, we did them, but it was really difficult for me. Um, I have like a small group of friends that I trust and I feel comfortable around. Um, And then on the other hand, I can go to work or into a place where I can turn it on. I think you and I are very similar in that way. It's very Enneagram type three, social chameleons. We kind of can morph into what situation we're in, but um, it's very taxing on me. So there have definitely been times that maybe we skipped a birthday party because honestly, I just could not walk into that room and be around 25 people that I don't know. Um, And I do feel guilty about that. Now, most of the time... I, I just, you know, I bite my bottom lip and I just do it and, you know, pick my big girl panties on and let's go do this. But there are times that I do. I'm like, no, let's not do that. And it's really just because I don't want to do it. And that yeah, makes me feel no, guilty. completely. Oh, completely. Yeah. I have those moments of mom guilt. I have been feeling guilty lately because my eight-year-old is just, she's in a weird place of just being very, um, kind of spazzy and she talks a ton and she like will talk in this baby voice or she'll talk in this sarcastic voice mm-hmm. and she'll just kind of talk nonstop. <laughs> and I just want her to stop. And then I feel guilty. <laughs> like what, you know, why do I want my child to stop talking to me? <laughs> well, our, our little ones are about the same age. And that's funny you mentioned yes. that because that's the same thing happening with my little one right now. She's just a nonstop talker and it's just almost babble. And yes, um, yes. And a lot of like, I want to cuddle, which I never turn that away because you know, that's not going to be happening, but just like a lot of, a lot of holding and babbling is happening right now in my life. And it's weird because this was not the case. And now we're just holding and babbling, holding and babbling. Yeah, same. <laughs> but I agree. And you're right. I mean, I do. I do feel guilty when I'm like, okay, I got to go do this. I've got to make dinner. I've got to, you know, so there's a lot put on us. But I do think outside of just our own personal um, issues with it, it's just, there is just this pervasive societal yes. mom guilt thing oh, that's totally. happening, which is such BS and makes me so mad. Well, especially because I don't feel like dad guilt is really a thing. No. And it's exactly what Liz was saying. I loved when Liz said, when she goes to these, um, she speaks at events and she'll be on a panel with both men and women. And invariably someone will ask her about, well, how do you deal with the guilt of the work-life balance? And like she said in the interview, she always turns and says, well, I don't know, Jonathan, how do you deal with it on the panel? Because those questions are never asked to the males. It's always the women. How do you deal with all this work-life? But never. So is is there a dad guilt? I don't think so. I mean, I can tell you, I don't think my ex ever feels guilt. Like he just feels great all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We're living completely separate lives. Like, I am just hand-wringing and feeling bad all the time, and he's just having fun. Well, it, okay, so I think that that can be said for a lot. Maybe maybe his case is a little different, but, you know, 
I've read so many articles lately about the mental, the mental load that women bear all day and that men do not carry the burden of that mental load. They do not, they're not constantly thinking like, what's for dinner? What time do I have to pick her up um, from soccer camp? And oh my gosh, so-and-so was feeling horrible. And this friend said this to them. And oh my gosh, the, the house has to be clean. And I mean, I am like a running narrative of just totally. all of these things to like try to keep my life together and not completely fall apart. And I don't totally. think that any men, I, I just feel like it's like, I don't know. They don't have all of those worries at all. Which is weird. I think most men don't. I, you know, I do know some men that are like that, but those are often men that have maybe underfunctioning um, wives or exes. Mm-hmm. You know, who like where the roles are kind of reversed and they're having to caretake or be the responsible party. But I think in general, most of the time, it's women who are kind of holding everything together, and then you know the men might be active helpers. But they're not the ones holding it all in their brain. All exactly. The time. And not to say that men, you know, as a sex are these selfish people. I mean, it's been modeled to them by the media. Oh, it's all, and I think it's, it's 100% socialization. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not like we're out here saying, oh, men, you're horrible. I mean, it's just what they know, it's how they've grown up, it's what they've seen on the media, it's what they've heard from parents and people around them and other men. But yeah, we we have to bear the the load for sure. Yeah. Which of course. And I actually I, I wrote a post about this. I wrote a post about this a while back and I'll link up to it on selfiepodcast.com, but I talked about how we are this weird feminist sandwich generation where you know, a lot of the guys we're married to, they want to be egalitarian, they want to be feminist, they want to mm-hmm. share the load, but they didn't watch their dads do it. Yes. And they're kind of and feeling so, it out and learning how to. Right. right. That's so true. And, you know, we we default to what we know. We default to what was modeled unless we try really hard to do different. And so I think it's really hard for a lot of men because things are not on their radar. Mm-hmm. So true. And they weren't raised for it to be on their radar. And how, yeah, it's tough. It's tough on both sides because even it is the men that have become aware of this, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to completely have to change. It changes everything, not just the way yeah. you think, but your lifestyle, everything. And I think we have oh, yeah. many decades to go before we even get close to some sort of equality when it comes to this. I know. If it ever happens. I think you're right. I know. Sadly. I mean, I try hard in my house to have the boys really you know, being equal partners in all domestic duties and explaining like everyone, you know, if mom and dad both work, mom and dad both help and you have to help too. Right. Yeah. And I've seen that. I've seen that modeled at your home, at your home, which is great. But yeah. Well, I'm trying. The mom, the mom guilt, it's, it's there. It's there. I guess I just try to like label it in a different emotion. I think that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of times it might initially seem like guilt, but if I really kind of hold it and look at it and mm-hmm. dive in, it, there's usually something underneath that guilt for me. And yeah. that's what I try to hone in on. Yeah. But good. And I just gracious. try to do, I just try to do like some cognitive reframing, like, okay, yeah. 
I'm feeling, you know, I'm in a pit of despair because I just found out that my kid doesn't know his notes in band. And, <laughs> you know, I should have been more on top of it and I should have given him private lessons. And, you know, I start to spiral. Right. And then I tell myself, you know what? He's in band and he's also in sports and he's also, you know, and I have facilitated all of these things to the best of my abilities. Of course. Like, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. I do have a question for you. Because I don't know yeah. the answer to this. I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Do you think the mom guilt is even stronger in Christian circles? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, especially because, you know, in Christian circles, oftentimes we are raised, you know, to think that we are these super moms and that, you know, raising our children is you know, a higher calling. It's our entire purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I was raised Christian, not Mormon, but I would imagine it's even more acute in like the Mormon religion where mm-hmm. really raising your children is like a heavenly calling, you know? Right. Um, but I do think it's, I do think it's much worse for women who are raised in some kind of a religious culture. Uh, I, culture, I do too, sure. and not because that's what I lived, because I wasn't um, raised in a very religious family. We went to, you know, we were kind of like the go to church once or twice a year. Um, that just wasn't a big foundation with me. And I kind of feel like, you know, it's like when we were talking to Laura Mays about growing up in a um, a Christian family where it's God first, others second you third, right? I think that's what they say. I don't even know. But, you know, and just how that selflessness that you have, that you have, and like, you're just taught that all the way through your childhood. And I would, I would imagine as a mother, when you're caring for these people you brought into the world, that it is easy to feel guilt. And maybe that is part of the reason why I don't associate with the guilt emotion so much. Um, Because I I don't know, it's just interesting. I'm just kind of thinking out loud right now. I can remember, you know, I went to the same church for about 15 years and there was a mom there. And actually what was interesting about this mom, she was like kind of a little celebrity at the church because her son is a professional football player, like very, very famous professional football player. And so everyone kind of looked up to her, which is actually kind of absurd because that doesn't actually mean you were an amazing mother because your kid goes pro at all. Right. But, you know, she was kind of like, you know, oh, she's such an amazing mom. Like she has this amazing kid. Um, But I remember she would constantly preach, not from the pulpit, but preach to women that you should never be on your phone or on your computer when your kids are awake. And she would like go around and ask women, like, how are you doing with this? Are you looking at your phone when your kids are awake? Are you looking at your computer? And I just remember being like, listen, lady, I'll look at my computer all I want. Like, yeah, I mean, I am not a cruise director. My kids can find their own thing to do while I pay a bill or return a phone call or work. Absolutely. Yeah. But that is that culture. I think it is. I think there's something to be said for that that culture. So yeah. I don't know. I We would love to hear what you all have to say about mom guilt. Yes. Um, so, you know, hit us up in the comments on selfiepodcast.com yes. and let us know what you're thinking when it comes to mom guilt. Do you feel it? Do you not? Is it like taking over your life? We really want to hear. And how do you reduce it? Yes, yeah. definitely. So let us know and we will talk to you guys next week. 
Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.